This is Tim on jasoncharles.net. The following true story from author, performer, and activist Abby Stokes took place in New York City in the early 1990s. I would leave the hospital, not having cried all day, and then I'd get on the Crosstown bus and fall apart, weeping until I got to 8th Avenue. And I always felt bad for the people on the bus because, see, this woman gets on all of a sudden, uh, I mean, and when I cry, like I was, you know, I would just sort of bury myself, but I'd be heaving. And then I'd get home and, like, get your act together and go about the rest of your evening to go back to the hospital the next day. And the same thing happened at the GMHC. What was really interesting about that group therapy and you know, God bless the GMHC, and they had just really, you know, they were fairly new. I called and I said, I'm a care partner, caregiver, whatever they were calling it, for a friend of mine that's diagnosed with AIDS, and I'm trying to get into a group therapy session, and so they welcomed me. I was the only woman. At any given time, there might have been 10 or 12 people, uh, most of them lovers of the people who were diagnosed, some of them HIV positive themselves, some of them just devoted friends. Again, like when Tim said, I really, you've got to go to therapy. And I'm like, ah, whatever, okay, I'll go because you're making me go. But I went in sort of thinking, we're in total control of this. Like we've got control of all the details and he's good and we're talking about it openly. And you'd go around the circle in the group and each person would just sort of say the progress of what had been happening that past week. And it would come to me and I would say, everything's going really well. And I would fall apart and, you know, heave openly. And several of the men in the group, I remember saying, we're so glad you're here. One of them said, I cry behind my eyes every day but I'm a man, so I don't cry outside. And he said, every time you fall apart, it releases it for me so that I can experience what you're experiencing with your ability to to ball. The crazy thing was, some of the men in that group had been in this group since the GMHC started. So some of them had had people who'd been sick for a very long time and had that ups and down thing that would happen that they'd seem fine and now they seem like they're dying and they seem fine. And I only think I attended three sessions before I had to go in and tell them that Tim had died because I started in June and he died on July 26th. So I remember going into like my third session and and having to say that Tim died and they were devastated. And they said to me very sweetly, would you mind still coming? Obviously there's more processing for you to do with his death, but we're not ready to let you go. I was the fastest death that had happened in the circle and it was scared them all so I did go back a couple of times and then I stopped but it was such an interesting process like Tim and I would sort of fictionalize the tears for the people visiting it wasn't that I was didn't want to cry in front of him but we were sort of holding up well but yeah I will say for anybody hesitant to go to group therapy it was fantastic even though it was such a short time for me it was just really good to know other people who were in the same situation and to have a release of that emotion I got contacted after a guy in this group therapy actually died of AIDS. And I couldn't go to his memorial service. There were too many memorial services happening. At that stage, it just started to be this wave of death. And it was after Tim had died, and it was very sweet of them to contact me, and I really wanted to go. I think I actually walked all the way over. It was that pretty church in Gramercy Park, and I just couldn't go in. I just, I'd been wrung out. You're listening to Tim on jasoncharles.net. jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds.
That was so deep.